you know when someone has baby duty you know that means podcast <laughs> everyone been doing their vocal warm-ups <laughs> ah! <laughs> The best vocal warm up of the day. <laughs> How long can I leave it before we... Mitch has to say we're and we're live? Um, and we're live. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't think it should go away. I, I, it's it's a shtick now. I've got one. <laughs> You should grasp your shtick. Um, oh, and I'll stop talking rubbish. Uh, we are Pixel Points. Hello, everybody. Um, we are the only global podcast that talks about two things that we enjoy, which is good beer and video games. We're not here to promote drinking. Please drink responsibly, especially at half past five in the morning for Mitch in LA. Um, any beers or breweries we might talk about aren't sponsoring us. And yeah, it's a Saturday. The sun is shining. Yep. Open my blind and blind myself, so I'll close my blind again. Um, has anyone looked at what the weather is like in Las Vegas? <laughs> I haven't. I, I thought haven't. America's weather's all the same. I thought Mitch could just tell us what it's like in California. Oh, so in LA, it's hot. Uh, let, let, let me go to my <laughs> let me let me go to my green screen where here we have the Great Lakes. And just... No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there was that Bill Hicks joke. Um, I live in LA now. But I like coming to the UK because you guys have weather in LA. It's hot and sunny today. Hot and sunny tomorrow. Hot and sunny next week. Hot and sunny. Well, guess Um, guess what? This time, this week has been actually uh, cloudy and cold. Yeah, but what's cold? Cold is not not for you. Did you have? Oh no, not cold for me. God no. (laughs) I'm I'm still in shorts these days when everybody's in like their sweatshirts and pants. And I'm like, mm. I mean, I could wear that and still be comfy, but I, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> right. Um, so if you want to watch this live, you can do so right here on twitch.tv forward slash pixel points. You can watch the archive of the episode on YouTube, where please like, subscribe, leave a comment, ring the bell, all of the YouTube things that YouTube does for YouTubers. Leave a comment. I said comments. Come on. And, you, we, you, and we will reply back to you. Oh, yeah, we will, because we've got nothing better to do. <laughs> um, and um, uh, you can follow us on social media at pixel underscore pints on Twitter and pixel pints pod on Instagram, where mainly we post pictures of beer, which is the pints of the thing. Um, and if you want to follow any of the members of the show, uh, and you, you, we've got all of our social media stuff plastered all over the place. Um, if you are interested in finding out about how to drink more pickling liquid, please follow at Mitch Secor or at the stand user, who, strangely enough, are both from Wisconsin and both drink pickle water. Yeah, I got to work on game graphics for our Twitter handles on our little boxes. It's, it's, it's the next thing on my list. Also putting our social media on this page, too. But if you want to listen to us too, we're on every single platform that you can listen to your podcast. Just look for Pixel Pints. I was going to get that in. I just thought I'd had to take the piss about you and Evan drinking 
pickled liquid out well, of the jar. Well, that's when the thing, the that's the thing pickles, when, that's, weirdos. That's the thing when you drink pickle liquid. You're on top of everything. <laughs> Either that or you're so desperate for... Um, the attention <laughs> no I, I do i do a podcast with you guys i don't want attention hmm. <laughs> right and we are joined um this week by none other than the host of the number one essex-based gaming podcast idle game chat who you can follow at idle game chat it's joey aka otaps hello good to be back it's been a little while I missed the last two, which I was bang up for in terms of subject matter, but um, timings didn't work out. So I thought I'd jump on this one and uh, lend my thoughts. Um, I've, we are going to talk about this week uh, after Mitch announcing that Phil Spencer should get fired again. Um, <laughs> Mitch has got some kind of vendetta against Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, um, about oh, trying God. to get him fired for at least the last three, four years. Um, God, yeah, yeah. Um, so this turned into a debate about why should Phil Spencer be fired or not. To let's make this a bit tastier, eh? Let's get another contender in the mix. Um, so it's going to be Phil Spencer versus Jim Ryan. Who do you fire? Um, would you swap their roles at all? Um, we'll get onto all of this, but first things first. Um, I want you to declare who you are backing. So, Mitch, we know who you're backing. Oh, yeah, I'm, back with, I'm backing Phil Spencer while Nintendo just sits there and goes, good, good. <laughs> pick up the spoils of war off this. They pick up all the swords and stuff after that, and they'd be like, we'll just add this to our armory. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll break because they can't do bloody weapon degradation properly and repair it like in Zelda. <laughs> Um, what, what do you mean the greatest game ever made ever by oh. people who only make the greatest games ever made ever that aren't called Naughty Dog <laughs> that's true it's very true um, I am I'm on Phil's side here I can't I can't condone the man being sacked as we'd call it over this way um, um, so. but before we get into defending your positions um, as, shall we talk beers mm. yes since we, we split our time between talking beers and talking games, um, let's talk beers. Did you almost yes. forget about the beers? I almost did. I, I kind of thought you did, <laughs> the way you were going. <laughs> I was getting into full flow as well, and I thought, nah, 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 <laughs> rain it in. Um, so, Joey, do you want to go first? Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary here, nothing spectacular, but I do like a proper job, so mm. that's what I'm here. <laughs> The, the only thing that irritates me about this beer, because I love the taste of it, and um, it's one of my favourites, and actually I, I like their big job, which is um, about 8%, so be careful if you're going to get that one. The, the one thing I do hate about, particularly in this bottle presentation, is that the sediment in the bottom you've got to be careful of, that can end up in your glass, so you can't pour the whole lot in. Um, but other than that, it's a fantastic beer and been one of my favourites for the past sort of two, three years since I discovered it. It is good, and it's from Cornwall. Mm. Yeah, St. Austell Brewery. That's it. My sister lives down there, so um, it's uh, nice to visit and, and get some of that. They, they have a lot of proper job and St. Austell beer, like Tribute, I'm a big fan of as well. Yeah, Tribute's so, nice. It's a great um, brewery, and this is a great beer. 
I have Morian Czech Dry Stout. Hmm. Look at that little fella on the front. It's, I, I couldn't believe it when I... I um, this is, so I got this in my latest batch of random beers from Beer 52, established in 1278. Wow. Surely a liar. Yeah. I'm, Surely. I'm guessing they've, they've made that <laughs> shit up. Um, so it's 6, 6.5 ABV. Um, they weren't lying when it says... When they say it pours cloudy. Oh. Um, it's opaque, completely <laughs> black. Yeah, you can't um, see anything. Uh, it's not cloudy at all. Pause the night. Yeah, it's it's got the look that could darken of, the room. Um, it's got the look of tar. It tastes <laughs> like tar. That's my big question now. It is crazily malty. Lots of toffee. Um, slight burnt licorice type flavor um can't say i'm enjoying it too much on that basis um i forgot to change my beer 52 subscription just to the light beers from darks because um the last box i got i enjoyed all of the dark beers because they were all belgian beers so they were all brunes um there was one stout in there and it just tasted like a decent stout it wasn't some burkhoff juice mad scientist concoction of coffee macaroon stout uh yeah um that's it's kind of turned turned into that's my one per list from what culture me taking the piss out of matt for his burkhoff juice choices um mitch do you have any interesting beverages Mm -mm. (laughs) unfortunately i woke up what flavor red bull do you have in your fridge i have a red bull right here (laughs) It's just the sugar-free Red Bull because it tastes better and it has half the calories and no sugar. So, but it's still got all of the energy drink type stuff. So, yeah, the, the sugar content isn't going to make much difference if you're drinking. No. It, it's all, of- yeah, it's going to give you a load of. It's going to give you a boost of something. <laughs> Um, well done to Dietrich Matteschmidt. He, he invented it, didn't he? I have no idea. Or is he just the head of Red Bull Racing? I don't know to be truthful. Someone honest. look it up and leave us a comment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, OSAP, since you're here doing cross-promotion, would you like mm-hmm. to cross-promote? Yeah, so I do a weekly podcast. It drops every Monday. We, we do. We started to stream live on Twitch. Mitch actually lent a hand about four weeks ago to show me some of the tricks in OBS so we could do that. So thank you to Mitch for that. Um, but you can catch the archive every Monday. Uh, we mainly talk about the games we've been playing, but sometimes do a bit of news and industry stuff, depending on what's hot. And then there's a YouTube channel that has the archive and some old videos where we actually put effort into editing it. So digital, you can find all that. So if not, Idle Game Chat, search for it in your favorite podcast app. And it'll be there. And if it's not, let me know and I'll make sure it's on there. And you did your um, game of the year 2020 recently. 
We did, yes. And it seems a bit late. Well, it's funny you should say that, but what did we get in a couple of days ago? It was the Dice Game of the Year. So um, my philosophy on Game of the Year is I want to give people a chance to play all the games um, before the you know, before we start doing the, the voting and whatnot and, and chatting about it. So we try and aim and put it on either with GDC or the Dice Awards, whatever comes first in the year, and marry it up with that. And it just gives us a bit of time to reflect as well. I mean, there's been a couple of times when in December I thought, oh, game of the year is probably going to be X for me. And then as time's gone on, I've forgotten more and more about that game and thought about another game. So, you well, know, you found Hades, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's something I picked up very late in the in, in the year, and probably would have been been struggling had we done it in December or even early January. So, um, I like to. I've got a list normally of games that I like to get through, and so have the guys. So, it just gives everyone a little bit of extra time. There's no rush, and you chuck it out springtime. People are normally a bit shocked and, and might go back and listen to it. So. Um, we, Let's uh, we be honest. Yeah. You only did it that late because you just needed that much time to get through all the bugs in Cyberpunk, right? I still haven't got spot Cyberpunk, fortunately. I've not, <laughs> I've not subjected myself to that. When they've done that bloody next gen patch, I will jump in then. But You'll be waiting. Twenty twenty two, my friend. Twenty twenty two. I know. I can wait. I've waited this long, and it's, uh, you know, it's not gonna gonna change my mind. Um, so yeah, we do our game of the year. It is late, but you know, try and do things a little bit differently, and, and uh, later on works for us. Great. And if you haven't listened to that, it was interesting to hear the debate in which um, the Last of Us Part Two won everything. Yes, it did. So we spoiler: only did, we only did game of the year. To be fair, but normally we would do um, some other like not quirky awards, but stuff like best game not released that year which basically opens the door for older games um but we were so badly prepared this year yeah, that, that we didn't do it so and um, we will try and bring back a few other little awards like biggest surprise all that shit like biggest disappointment cyberpunk and you know we'll try that next time but last of us two yes was our was our game of the year as a collective right right now are we ready to talk Big Phil versus Jim Jack Ryan. Actually, I think if you're going by height, it's Little Phil and Tall Jim Jack. <laughs> well, I think he's talking in personality. No, uh, measuring it by that. It could be. Um, yeah. I hope he's not talking about something else. Or if you want to talk about annoyance of one won't shut up, the other one just is quite. <laughs> well, that could be both of them. Um, right, I've I've arbitrarily decided on a format for this. Um, which I expect both of you to stick to, oh, which dear. is debate style. So you will each take it in terms to put an argument for your chosen um, what, candidate. Candidate, I know, head of head of platform, whatever they call themselves, rich man. <laughs> Defend the white rich man. <laughs> <laughs> And if Nintendo would hear it, be defend the Japanese guy sat in the corner laughing at everyone else whilst they're swimming in their own ocean. Would um, it be Doug Bowser if we were doing uh, Nintendo? Would he be the guy we would choose? Well, he's not technically the head of Nintendo, is he? He's the head no. of Nintendo of America. So it would be the... Oh, God, I can't, remember the, I can't remember the guy's name who took over from Uwata. Well, don't pronounce it wrong because Evan will get on your case. 
well, that's fine. Well, you, you as know, long as he says the prefecture of wherever the the place is, I I, I don't mind so much. I was gonna say, McWobble, Every time I imagine Nintendo, I can never get that E three out of my brain when they were puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine. I just imagine them looking yes. and with the way they were walking, like, <clears throat> like it's it's just, and just having that that puppet face for them to just in the background going good. <laughs> the puppet master. That was a, that was a terrible cheesy set of horror movies. Awada from the uh, grave controlling the puppets in Nintendo. Yeah, and um in other news, if anyone's not watching Invincible, go watch Invincible. It's fucking great. I will say, um just because you said that, I agree. I'm just gonna tell people the first episode is very generic. You need to finish the episode all the way before you put judgment on the show. Is there post credits to look out for, or is it all? Um, well, what the show does is every time they're going to pronounce the hero's name, they post the title. Right. But in the end of the first episode, he doesn't decide his hero name until the very end. But then it makes it look like you're going to go to credits, but it actually is still playing the episode after that. Right. So it's just very confusing if you don't continue to watch because there is a clear point where it does go to credits. So yeah, and then there there are the, the, you need to continue watching the credits as well because they do after introducing Robert Kirkman um, as the the lead writer and then a couple of other the lead director and then then you have about another five second snip of show and then it goes into the credits proper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like Marvel where they may or may not have a post-credit sequence and it may or may not be one minute after or eight minutes or 20 minutes after. Um, But yeah, Invincible is now my favorite superhero show. It's that damn good. They had a cliffhanger this last week. I was so upset. I'm like, I really just want to know. (laughs) Um, So speaking of going from things that are that damn good to potentially hugely mundane and disappointing, um you will each have your opportunity to set out your argument for your chosen candidate i have a pre-prepared statement um from erebus jones to read which i'll do after that and then you'll have an opportunity to rebut and at the end of this i will arbitrarily decide who should be fired (laughs) swapped hired be told given a pat on the back and told uh, on your trot keep going with what you're doing um here's the I, here's the keys to the the new mercedes my, i just don't want phil to get sacked that's all <laughs> so if that's if that's the outcome i'm happy if jim gets the, the car you can have the car <laughs> but phil spencer i can't have him sitting there with his p45 next week i can't accept that right so um on that note mitch Set out your case for retaining Jim Ryan in employment. <laughs> this is like the easiest argument in the world. It's, it, well, we'll wait and find out when um, OTAPS has a chance to rebut what you... And I'm, right I'm going to say this all... This is all facts I'm good Like you know, McWomble, I did debate in high school and I was good at it. So here we go. Um, so... All this is going to be based off facts. I'm not going to base this any on the speculation of Jason Shire's article because we don't know if it's true or not because Sony has not stated 
any well we know days gone 2 got canceled that's all we know for certain because well it didn't get canceled it just didn't get greenlit correct um because the directors admitted that's what happened but besides that the last of us 2 remake and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to go into because it's not confirmed as fact so um, and it's not that terrible spoiler i agree huh Okay, you're helping no, me. Thank you. Thing, just, just to <laughs> say, I've got no problem. I love PlayStation and Jim and all that, but I just can't have Phil being sacked. That's all. Uh, that's, that's all I'm in this for. Uh, I've got blue blood running through my veins. I've got a bit of green as well. <laughs> it's just, what color does that make? <laughs> I don't know. Womble, you're clever. You went to school. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jim Ryan deserves to stay at PlayStation because one, he's only been on the job for a few years. One, so he he has done some impactful things, but he has not really done many things to make critical change or the direction of PlayStation into the future. Um, but the things he has done, he has taken he has taken media, like media barrage against PlayStation and has somehow always turned it into a positive because they do a great job of presenting their product in regards mm. to like their games. And an example, everyone was complaining that the PlayStation was going to be severely underpowered because it didn't have as as big of specs as the Xbox Series X. Like that was the big conversation for months. And guess what? Everyone shut their mouths when the PlayStation uh, when the PlayStation Showcase showed up and they showed all those games that you get to play in your PlayStation. Everyone forgot about how underpowered this console was. Underpowered. Um, so, that was Sky Commas for everyone listening. <laughs> yes, Sky Commas. Underpowered <laughs> because, as we know, the PlayStation does a lot of things on the back-end side that allows itself to produce the same type of power that the Xbox would. It's not through raw horsepower. It's through little cables and avenues so it's just a shame it's got this tiny tiny pathetic tiny hard drive yeah i'll I'll admit that uh so he's able to take media blows and then be able to counter them back with great product that people want to play and people shut their mouths immediately and tweet more about that than they ever did about the blow up of things um so he's done that he has taken directions of PlayStation in regards to games and has continued their success throughout these throughout this time. I mean, he has allowed publishers to take their time on games, just like his predecessors did. And that flourishes success due to the fact of, like, an example would be uh, The Last of Us Part Two that was supposed to come out at the end of 2019. He allowed it to be pushed into 2020. And guess what? It became game of the year. It also became one of the most critically acclaimed games. One of the most dis- digital's game of the year. So how's that for game of the year? I'm yeah. helping him again. I'm doing the. <laughs> Maybe I'm a double agent to, to to really throw Phil Spencer under the bus. Did you ever think of that? Uh, well, more of a win for me. So whatever. <laughs> uh, so he's been able to take the product and be able to continue its, its success. He also has allowed them to explore new avenues for PlayStation in general. So an inclusion would be allowing Spider-Man Miles, Miles Morales to be greenlit because actually that project got greenlit when Jim Ryan took over at PlayStation, which is do a smaller game because it is smaller, 
but mm. still have the high production values. And it ended up outselling The Last of Us Part Two. So it shows that you can still have major success with products. And I know Spider-Man is a huge name brand, and that's probably the reason why it sold a lot. But it's a smart idea to do so that you can still get more games out to your to your fans and their good quality products to be able to sell. Um, he's He's been able to have the number one selling console by almost a two to one margin. Uh, going into the next generation, even with how much they have been quiet about all their information compared to Microsoft constantly chatting about their stuff in Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And he's shown that you don't have to adjust if you are if if you're doing fine, you don't have to adjust the person that's trying to catch up. And they're doing they're going to do doing a good job of leading in the direction like they haven't faltered. And yeah, I mean, there. And then my final thing was they're exploring other avenues. Doesn't mean, and some of them can be good, some of them can be bad. But what doesn't change is that the games that you play on your console are always good. So everyone's blowing up about this Movie Pass thing, and it's like <laughs> they're not charging people extra for their PlayStation Plus account to get these movies. I don't care if it's like, oh, I don't want another streaming platform. Sony as a stu- movie studio does not have any kind of streaming service to be able to uh, push out their content compared to like Paramount has Paramount Plus now, um, which is Viacom. And, you know, Disney has Disney Plus, HBO, Warner Brothers has HBO Max. And so all these all these big, big movie studios have their own streaming apps. So just to give PlayStation fans free movies that are actually good movies like good comedies and that's uh, debatable <laughs> i think sausage party is probably the most underrated film ever um but uh but wolf on wall street is not a good movie what are you talking about you don't like I watched, i've not watched it oh, it's, it's too long and it's and i've seen it twice i loved it the first time and the second time I soured on it a bit because it's just lots of shouting. Yeah, it's a lot of shouting. <laughs> it's, a it of shouting. it's a lot of F-bombs. I think it has the most F-bombs in any film of all time. Yeah. I think that's what they said. But anyway, uh, for them to try... I'd, you... I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to rebut the, the good movies comment with um, one word, Venom. I like Venom. Don't you Don't you diss my Venom. I've got no horse in that. Um, for anyone listening, I'm despondently shaking my head. <laughs> so Need some sound effects for all this stuff you're, you're asking too much work for me at this early in the morning <laughs> Wait, uh, mitch has already done more work on this show than matt did in two and a half years so well Andy, i i will I, I, on... I will give some credit to, to to rafa he's been doing great these new graphics in the background the new background for our show is all rafa he's been great he's been making he's helped out make the template for our thumbnails so he's been great Appreciate Man. Rafa as always. And you done. can you can buy NFTs off him as well if you yes. follow Raphael Michael on Twitter or Instagram. You'll see his stuff, and you can buy his digital artwork. Yes, very much so. He, he does great stuff. So I'm just uh, so in the end, basically, he has not led them off a cliff. He has only let them excel and sail into the top direction, um, in the direction that they're going, which is up, or like, I have not seen them stagnate, and it would be concerning if he comes in and then they become stagnant. That would be a concern. That's not mm-hmm. happening. Okay. 
Mitch, thank you for your opening remarks. OTAPs, protect yeah. your fill. Nice well, euphemism. <laughs> Cuddle your fill. <laughs> that means something different in Essex. Um, I'm not going uh, to... What Mitch has said about Jim is, is entirely correct. Um, he hasn't done a lot wrong. But my, my view on, on Mr. Ryan... I mean, he's a lovely Englishman, first of all. Let's get that out there. Yeah, you can't um, count. He, you can't count, counter. You got to protect your man first. I've got to protect him first. You got to protect yeah. Phil first. All right. You can you oh, counter me right. after. I'll count you up. Well, okay, I'm not even really a counter, really. But look, Mitch, were you old enough to remember the launch of the Xbox One? <laughs> like, I don't mean that horribly, but were you were you engaged with? The gaming industry, the world. Are you talking about the, 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 the TV, 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 sports, 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 sports. always TV. online, oh. DRM, you can't share your game. Yeah, that, 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 that console. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that. That was, that was enjoyable. <laughs> it was not enjoyable for someone who had an Xbox 360 and that was what they were Oh, I had one me. too, but I just, I was like, wow, what a dumpster fire. <laughs> So one thing you've got to context, the whole of Phil Spencer's reign was that he took over what, 2014? Is that the March 24th? Is that the rough sort of dates if you do your, your, your he maths? Took, and he rock? took over after E3, so that would have been July. Yeah, okay. So of that year, before the console point, launch. Before the console launch. No, 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 that's not, no, that's not, that's not true. He took over. He took over from console. Don Matrick after Don Matrick shat the fucking yeah. bed. Yes. Yeah, which yes. was after E3. He he took over in like July of that year because Don Matrick ended up having to go. He went he went to a new company. Yeah, he went, he went to Zinger. some mobile gaming. Yeah, was yeah. Finger he, or something. He upgraded. Singer. Yeah. Quotes, he went to Mo quotes. Yes. Yeah, he went to, to. So in doing my my very lax research, the date I have is around March 2014. So that's after. Oh. The Xbox One had launched, and okay. that's after Don, as, as Keith rightly said, Don Matrick came in, shit the bed, wiped his ass with the covers, and then walked off and went off to, to Mobile Land. And oh, at that's that point, why the console was black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and at that point, we had a, and they walked a lot of this back before launch. Like they 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 got rid of the DRM requirements, the the always online you know, bits and pieces. Yeah, after still, a mic drop, that, that you pretty much have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was all walked back before launch. But even in a, in a post-Xbox One world, they had completely severed any trust that a uh, an Xbox fan should have in, in their product. You know, you, you, November 2013, Xbox One launches. It's had all this cloud about, oh, we've tried to do this and we've walked it back. We're still focusing on TV. We're still focusing on entertainment. We've still got that connect. You still can watch your American football every Saturday whilst playing, I don't know, God knows what. And um, there's there's all this, there's a big negative cloud around Xbox One at this time. The trust, in my opinion, had gone. It certainly had from my perspective as someone who had invested in the 360 over the PS3 at the time. Um, so that was, I flip-flopped and went to PlayStation 4 at the start of, of the last generation. And... They were in a in a in a PR nightmare. The, the landscape of Xbox One is is a disaster. It, it truly is. It, it not only does it have all that crap associated with it, it's underpowered. Like you were talking earlier, Mitch, about you know PS Five might be underpowered, and, the, and it comes out it's not. They're they're about level when when you know when we when we cook the the games and pump them out. The, the Xbox One was underpowered and still is to this day. 
Like it came out, it was more expensive than the PlayStation, it had all this Kinect crap, and it ran games worse. So that is a, I don't know how much worse a launch you can get when, for the first time in a long, long time, perhaps ever, you are launching a product against Sony side by side. The PS3 came out, what, a year later from the Xbox 360? Yeah, it's about it's about a year lag. Can I can I give you an example of a worse launch? Go on. Um, and it was Soldier Boy's console. <laughs> you didn't buy that's that. That's the only that's the only example of a worse launch of a console system that I can think of. No, I mean to be honest, the Wii U wasn't great either. But in, it's still in the better fact than the, the Xbox One. Jesus, agreed. Agreed. So the Xbox One, it you know went to war with Sony directly November twenty thirteen with a severely underpowered machine, all the other crap coming with it, all the PR nightmare. And Phil comes in March 2014, has to unpick a lot of that. And that is not something you can do easily. It's not something you can do quickly because at that point, the brand is severely damaged. Um, and from that point onwards, as soon as kind of Phil got in charge, yes, he was, he was, he was good in these press conferences. He seems personable. He talks a lot. He talks a big game and you kind of think, well, you know, at least he's, it feels like he's talking to me, not at me for once. I, I can appreciate that. But he starts to slowly over time during his tenure, uh, make positive steps for the Microsoft brand. One of the first ones, backwards compatibility. That comes a year later, June 2015, the first sort of E3 where he's had a nice year to, to settle in. And, you know, you, you could argue, this is pure speculation, but we're playing, I'm playing some lovely PS4 games on my PS5, thanks to backwards compatibility. Would Sony have had the foresight or bothered to do that? Had Xbox not installed that on the Xbox One? We don't know. But I feel like that's a positive move from a big brand, a big company. And uh, that kind of sets the table for where he's going to go next. Play anywhere. That comes the following year. So if you're like me and you've got a, an Xbox console and a PC, which, to be fair, this thing does its job, but it's a bit of a potato, um, the Play Anywhere kind of functionality allows me to carry progress across the two platforms. You know, we've not really seen that before. That's, a, that's a quite a big deal for people that are either casual on both systems or perhaps more invested in one but have a PC. Um, Play Anywhere is another positive step. Okay. Following year, 2017 cross-platform play that's a big promotion for for xbox funnily enough at this time jim ryan i think what is he vice leader or he's, he's sitting there somewhere in the backlogs he's loving life but we've got xbox promoting cross-platform with let's say rocket league that feels like one of the bigger ones to come out of it that it was going to do cross-platform between pc xbox one and importantly the switch and all the pr all the all the good stuff is that uh, where have I gone? I've got lost. See, this is where my debate training has failed me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll take a sip of my beer. I'll calm down. Let Mitch savour on that. Ah. Cross-platform, Rocket League. Sony at this point are saying, well, we're not really interested. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo about the safety of their users, but... It was you know. a, a bit more, it was a bit more um, assertive than that. Wasn't it? It was a bit more two fingers up to you. Um, yeah, we've disposed of products. You don't come in. It was the, it's the best place in. to play games. Yeah. Period. Yes, it was. It's not great. Game Pass launches June twenty seventeen. 
that's pretty good. Like, I'm not, I am not the person that will sit there and promote Game Pass as the silver bullet in the industry. But I think as someone like Keith can attest to who is enrolled in that service, it does have some pretty good benefits and, um, you know, for, for your wallet and for um, your access to games. That's not a, that's not a negative. That's another, another positive step um, on, on the Xbox brand. He eventually kills off the Kinect as well in 2017. So that, that kind of old guard of what Don Matrick come along with is, is almost dead at that point. It's like you no longer need to have this fucking thing plugged into your console for it to do basic functionality. So that's killed off. And that's a big step. That's a big walk back on technology that would probably are indeed invested and in, in marketed. That's not a, an easy thing to be getting at. Um, 2018, they launch the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Now, the Adaptive Controller is basically a, a controller that allows perhaps someone who has, has, has physical disabilities or other uh, constraints that don't allow them to, to play games with a traditional controller like this. It makes it a, a difficult you know, proposition. The Adaptive Controller allows people of that ilk to get them get involved with games now all the other things i've said are obviously great positives and marketing wise that's great but for me one of the biggest things that goes completely under the radar is this adaptive controller to have one of the big free players in the hardware industry push and give that a spotlight is is invaluable that's fantastic because before that it's relying on charities like special effect and, and other places to adapt existing technology or find third-party partners to for xbox to you know kind of put a marker in the ground and say no we want to we want to support this we want to drive this forward we want people to be able to enjoy this medium this the video games regardless of any constraints or any any disabilities you might have so like if all the things that I'm about to say, that for me is the biggest positive that's come out of the Xbox brand since Phil Spencer has been in charge. Um, and other things like we've had games appear on other platforms like Cuphead, that's gone on PlayStation. Uh, Ori and the, the Blind Forest has gone on Switch. And I think Will of the Wisp is either on there or going on there. They've doubled their first party stable um, since he's been in charge. So that's Moyang. I mean, Minecraft for... I mean, it's, too, it's eye-watering prices, but you can't tell me that Minecraft is not a sound investment, you know, many, many years ago at 2.5 billion. Bethesda and the other kind of studios they've put in there. And then into sort of more recent times, they've launched the Xbox Series X. Okay, I've, I've still got some problems with that. I don't think it's the best launch in the world, starting with no games and whatnot. But things like xCloud and, and FPS Boost have been, have been net positives as well. So there's a lot of stuff. Where Jim Ryan has started is here. He's coming to the job. They've got momentum, Sony. Where Phil started, way down here. And yeah, Phil hasn't probably bought them to this level. He definitely hasn't. But has he got them closer and closer and closer? I think he has. And I think a lot of the stuff that he has done in his tenure has positive effects, not just for Xbox, but for the gaming community as well. Backwards compatibility, cross-play, that sort of stuff has really shaped the way that some of the developers look at their games. Anyway, I've waffled. I got lost. We're back. Hello. Right. Um, I'm just going to take a moment for uh, to allow you both to digest what's been said, um, and I'll read you the prepared statement from um, Erebus Jones. Arguably, the only thing more silly than arguing which console is best because it's obviously PC in it is arguing over which overpaid middle-aged white dude should keep his corporate job. So thanks for that, uh, that <laughs> damning praise on us talking about this on this podcast. 
Um, but, but if we must, my thoughts are, when you look at the ethos behind this gen, Phil's big idea is building an inclusive service that makes playing new games, Mitch will take umbrage to that statement, uh, more accessible Good. to more people, making it more affordable and giving more players greater choice about where they play, PC, Xbox, streaming, even making uh, obtaining expensive hardware easier through Microsoft All Access. Jim's approach this gen seems to be Let's do what we did last gen, but with buzzier triggers. Uh, oh, and make everyone pay an extra £10 or $10 per game for the pleasure. Uh, anyone wanting to fire Big Phil at this point probably has a Mark Cerny tattoo. Ooar, I might get a Mark Cerny tattoo and a Phil Spencer tattoo just to even it out. <laughs> you know. Which one would be bigger though? It's Big Phil, isn't it? Even if Phil is actually small in stature, it's Big Phil Spencer. AKA Big Phil Spender. Right. Um, oh, one last thing. Don't forget, during this tenure, Phil was promoted as well to a senior leader within Microsoft. So I don't think Microsoft would have done that if he'd done a bad job, considering what Don Metric had done previously. Um, he is one of, what well, I think there's like 16 or 15 senior leaders listed on this site, and he now has a presence very high up that's promoting the gaming arm of Microsoft, who, quite frankly, don't really need Xbox's money. Obviously, on the PlayStation side, there's a lot more pressure on Jim Ryan because that's a highly profitable venture for them, um, and it needs to well, succeed. They're pretty much Sony's only profitable venture because they don't make money off TVs <laughs> anymore. No. Um, before, we, before we get into rebuttals, I'll just introduce everyone to my, my next beer, mm. which is the Romney's Munich Kelly beer. Um, very, very nice can design. Lots of different houses in various different colours. Um, our classic Keller beer is brewed in Bavaria in accordance with the Bavarian purity law of 1516. If oh. anyone's not familiar with that, it's a very important law in Bavaria, I assume. Um, unfiltered and brewed with German malts and noble hops is our tribute to the Franconian beer Hang history. How, how do you measure noble hops? Well, that's the name of the the hop. Okay, you I thought there was like you, assigning some sort of categorization. These ones are noble. <laughs> These are the here. Lord hops. These yeah. are the Queen hops. <laughs> We've got some peasant cops there for the old yeah. Stella. Wow, this is an interesting colour. Looks more like Tizer or Einbrew than. Um, for any Americans or people around the rest of the world listening, you probably won't understand that reference. But it's actually got kind of an orangey tinge to it. Looks all right. Does it taste all right? That's the big question. Well, it tastes a shitload better than that stout I was drinking. Um, See, here's the problem I have with that beer 52 subscription is when I start drinking beer, I like I get into a bit of a rhythm with it. I think, oh, I want another one of those, another one of those. I think normally you get, what, two maximum of the same beer, sometimes none. So changing none, from mainly. beer to beer. I've never, I've never had two never of them. Okay, well, that's that's where I kind of fell off the wagon, was that I would go from one beer to another and think, oh, that tastes different or better or slash worse. So I had to pack it in in the end. But See, I don't, I don't mind trying lots of different things. And that's this is where I, I'm remaining impartial. Um, of course. But going back to the point of this, I think Game Pass does do a better service to 
um, gamers um, than something like PlayStation Now because of the, the, the such a wide variety of titles that you could have on there, and particularly if you've got Game Pass Ultimate, which means that you've then got access to a, another set of titles because you've got console Game Pass and PC Game Pass rolled into one. Mm-hmm. Um, having that ability to try lots of different games um, is more advantageous than, say, just having a PlayStation Now subscription and playing old PlayStation games. Um, and Avengers. Why? Would, why? Why would anyone? <laughs> I have downloaded it. I haven't subjected myself to it yet. Um, right. So we'll start with Mitch. Set out your case for why Phil Spencer should be fired. Now I'm going to say when I say fired, I mean fired from his current position and put somewhere else in Microsoft. I don't think he's done all bad. What I think, as the head of Xbox, I think he's done a horrible job though um i i think as a p he's he's great for pr and i think he would work great in a pr department but he he's he's not good as a head of xbox um so just for anyone listening when mitch made that statement um otaps pulled a rather sizable shocked face (laughs) disgusting it was disgusting it wasn't shocked (laughs) um so I, i i you made some great points, and I, I'm not going to deny you of some of those great points that you have made. Like He has made some strides in the gaming community for many reasons, including adaptive controllers. I think backwards compatibility is not an argument due to the fact that PlayStation, even before that, had made the statement that they could not bring backwards compatibility to the PlayStation 4 because they messed up on the PlayStation 3. If you look at their past track record, you could play PS1 games on your PS2. You could play PS1 and PS2 games on your PS3. It's just because of the architect that they could not get it done the PS4, and they would have done it where you could play your PS4 catalog on your PS5. I don't doubt that for one second, that they would have allowed that, if not for the first generation of the console like first iteration of that console they would allow you to do that so i don't i don't see that as an argument at all whatsoever it's just something that they had advantage of i think here's the thing with phil spencer and xbox he has to make these he has to do these little things that you're talking about complaining about cross play complaining about backwards compatibility because he doesn't have games to back it up he doesn't have the games and the franchises he does have, besides Forza, has ran them down to the ground. <laughs> Gears is now just an acceptable game. That's nice. But, like, it's where it should have, like, Gears where it is now with Gears 5 was Gears when it was back in Gears 3. Uh, it, it's t- it basically, it's it, with his first parties especially the games he has not been able to manage them in a proper way to be able to one output because they don't come out with games very often and two be able to come out with quality games um because he decided because he let bungie go because he decided that it's okay to um to like make these studios that are specifically for these types of games shoe in shoehorn these studios and make them make a certain type of game Whereas Sony has flourished because they allow creatives to be creative. Now, can they, can they like pitch down a pitch like Days Gone 2? Sure, because maybe Days Gone 2's pitch was bad. 
but they allowed something like Horizon Zero Dawn to flourish. And that has taken a studio that used to just make Killzone games and to make something new. That allowed Insomniac to make a Spider-Man game. That allowed the God of War team to make a reimagining of God of War because they even canceled a project from Sony Santa Monica that was a sci-fi game that they were making, a sci-fi adventure game that just was not coming together, but they allowed them to flourish in making a new pro uh, reimagining God of War if they wanted to. They allowed The Last of Us, they allow Uncharted. So Sony has done a great job in flourishing their, their studios, which is why we buy these products for the games. We don't buy them for backwards compatibility as our main reason. We don't buy them for accessibility as the main component of our games. Now, great, I, I mean, Sony also does accessibility in their games as well. If you look at The Last of Us Part Two, it, it's one of the most accessible in regards to visually for people that visually and hearing for any game in the market. Um, so you still need a standard controller, and importantly, you would probably still need the PS5 controller to give the rumble cues for some of the adaptive things that they're putting. Just oh, sure. now. Oh sure. Oh, Stay, sure. Staying impartial. Oh, sure. Oh, no, no. And I, I, I get you. Like, and I would say, and I would counteract with Microsoft. They have the controller, but do they have the settings in their games to back it up? I don't think they do, at least in the they're games I play. As, they're, they're, they're not as accessible. Good. Yeah. So, you know, each to each their own. Each of them have, each of them have work to do for sure. But I'm just, but here's, here's the biggest thing. Like the games, and these games provide revenue, and that's the only reason why they've gone to Game Pass is because they don't have games, and they're basically trying to. And here's the thing: if you were at a major gaming company in regards to a producer of not just a console but also games to sell your console, the fact that you cannot come out with not just games, you can't come out with high quality games to meet your partners. Which is, remember we're talking, Zelda, the greatest game ever made, Breath of the Wild with that breath. That, when was the last time you saw Microsoft earn a award at the Game Awards? They're never there. <laughs> never. And, and you that, mean Jeff Keighley's awards? Jeff Keighley's awards, sure. And, oh. and even the Dice Awards. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Like, they just, they, they are not... And this is why they have Game Pass, which is fine. It's fine to offer all these games at a reduce at a, at a dust a re, at this low cost. But what they're doing is basically saying our games are so bad and so not worth spending seventy dollars for. Which you can spend seventy dollars for an Xbox game if you want to. That is that is an option. Which also not seventy only sixty dollars on the Xbox Series X. Yeah, yeah, they haven't increased prices. I thought it was seventy bucks. Well, they haven't no, come out with a, not, well. They haven't come out with a first party title yet, so I'm assuming they will be seventy bucks. <laughs> so um, my my assumption they will be seventy bucks. Here's the other thing: when you don't have their subscription to their service, you don't have those games anymore. So you do not own these games. You're renting these games for a cost of whatever you pay per month, uh, fourteen dollars or seven dollars or whatever you're paying per month. Isn't that is that not true of anything now though? So you, if you wanted to play Marvel Spider Man and Sony didn't want you didn't want to support that game anymore, they could just change the code on the back end and your your disc would install a game of the a, a version of the game that was unplayable because you can't download the patches anymore. So 
it's 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 the somewhat the of an argument. Make, I wouldn't say it was no, the, the, diff the difference. McWumble, uh, that is an online game. If I want to play The Last of Us Part Two, I could still play The Last of Us Part Two. May not have all the patches, but I can still play The Last of Us Part Two. If I have the disc in hand, I, I'd, I'd or it's downloaded. Right. On Anyone out there who hasn't, who's playing the game offline and hasn't installed a patch, please let us know whether or not you can play through the entirety of the game. You can. So here, here's the other thing. I actually have a client that I work with that does not have, they have a PlayStation 4, but they don't have access to online. So they can't even download patches. So I played Marvel's Spider-Man with them and we were able to complete the game. Does it have some bugs? Absolutely. Um, but it did not, it was not buggy enough for us not to be able to play through. So I've, I played multi, he also, his mom also bought him Cyberpunk 2077. So we'll see. Oh, damn. oh ouch. <laughs> so I, I, Mama, had, I had, wake up. I had to forewarn her of being like, he can't really play yeah. that. Um, cause he doesn't, he doesn't have the pat, nor does he, one, he has a, he has a pro, but he, he just, one, he needs the pat, he needs patches, but it's still not running good enough even with patches. So anyway, but that's not the point. The point is. They're, they only have that servicer because they don't have it. And the fact that people are giving good faith on him to say, well, he bought all these studios. Literally, what has he what he has done with games right now is all he has done is spent daddy's money. He's a rich guy that has spent daddy's money and has not brought any money in. That's literally what he's done. And, wow. and, and, right. and final point. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off. No, no, no. Make no. your final point. Final point. He spent daddy's money, and with that, everyone is hoping that these games will be good. But what is their track record as said, including Halo Infinite, has to be delayed a full year because it was that bad. And this studio was working on this game under his tenure. He needs to be able to make good games. He's a great PR guy. He's not a great he's not good at managing all aspects of this team. And either he needs to move aside and allow someone else to handle better with the games. He can be the face. I don't care about that. I want good games. That's all I want. That's why I'm employed. Well, well so that's Jim, Jim Ryan is a marketing executive and he allows um is it Henrik Oh god, I've forgotten his name who used to be the head of um, the Killzone studio. Well, Gorilla's, oh. always, Gorilla's always, I mean, not Gorilla, Sony has always had that. It used to be Shuhei Yoshida, but at the same time, Jim uh, Jim Ryan's role, he does play the games. He is at the pitch meetings. They do give input. And that is something that has been very clear um, from interviews. That so, those guys do take hands-on to these games. Like there, are, It goes through three people to be able to say, yes, that this is good. No, this is not good. Please change. Speaking of change, we are going to now move over to OTAPS. Set out mm -hmm. your case for firing Jim Ryan. Uh, poor old Jim. <laughs> I feel it feels a bit traitorous to be slagging him off like this, but look, if you look at the, the, the two perspectives you've got, Jim Ryan has been fortunate to come into Sony, say what we got the head position in what, February, 2019, something like that. Is that, is that around accurate? He's not been there long, a couple of years we'll say. He's been in the executive office for a long time. 
True, but then you could say Phil Spencer job. was there through the yeah. 360 era, which had Gears of War franchise and, and great franchises then. So if you want to talk about games, like Phil has been involved in great games on, on the Xbox brand. But we're talking about Top Boy. You know, he's he's riding the wave of momentum that someone else created for him. And whilst that is a, it's a, it's a difficult job, it's a high-pressure job, I don't think that's quite the same level of skill sets required to pull a a failing and and reputationally damaged product and uh, company up by the bootstraps and make them relevant again. Because at some point during that Xbox One period, I thought, well, you know what, they, you, there's, there's a good chance Microsoft pack up here and leave the console space altogether. Not only did he pull them up, he got promoted. So again, we, we talk about whether he's bringing in money or not. I don't know. He's doing something right because... He's Executives got a lovely... don't always bring up the right people. They bring up people they like, not sometimes people that. Well, that's, that's the byproduct of Phil. He's cronyism. You think cronyism exists? Phil's a great look guy. At, look work, at the British work, fucking work, government work, at the I, moment. I, if cronyism exists, who'd you rather Jesus go for? I've worked for many companies where they've brought up people because they like them, and that's what they've told me for verbatim, not because they did a good job. Anyway, my, my, the problem with, with Jim versus Phil is that, that Jim doesn't have the body of work at, at the top job. And that's not really a, a, you know, a diss on Jim. He's not been there long enough. We don't really know what Jim Ryan's PlayStation looks like. Really, do we? That, I think that's a fair comment. Mm-hmm. We know what Phil's looks like. And he had to do a hell of a lot of work, like I outlined in my opening argument, to, to get them back in a, in a place where they could launch again side by side with Sony at a console launch. Um, the the jury's still out on both of them. That's the fact of the matter. And the, the work that Phil has done, yes, it's taken a long time. I, I totally agree with that point. And you'll never see me championing Xbox as the, the bringer of games. But I'm really excited about this generation because they're both in a position where they shouldn't fail. And this is the dance now. The dance really starts now. Now we've got those new machines. Six now years later, Phil's you've been in the job yet. for well, six years, you know, and now you go to the dance. It's yeah, like... because you've got a lot of damage to undo. You know, I went through a whole timeline then, spent probably more time than I should talking about all the positives that he's done, but that was necessary to get necessary people he, to trust he, the brand. No interrupting. Uh, sorry. You can allow him to speak. It's, it's, of course, it's necessary. They, again, sorry. this is why I asked you at the beginning. Do you remember the launch of the Xbox One? And it, it was a shit show. It was an utter shit show, and people don't forget. We know what the community's like. You know, they they will hang on to the the, the negatives and not ever portray the positives. There's half a dozen g- good to great things that he's done. Which the one thing he hasn't done is produce the games. I agree with that. Gears Five's not bad. It's got the same open critic score as Ghost of Tsushima, for example. So, and for something that's a tired franchise that no one likes, that's a pretty good score considering how much I liked Ghost of Tsushima last year. So. Yes, the games aren't there. Are they coming? They fucking better, Phil. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You might be one of my mates, but you better <laughs> produce these fucking games now, if I'm honest, because you're going to make me look a right fucking prat. Um, my, look, Jim's, Jim's not a bad guy. I'm sure he's not. But what's he? What, what, I don't feel his influence on this brand. I feel there's a very clear line of Xbox going this way. Phil comes in charge, steadies it, and the next year they're they're they're, they're doing positive PR. They're doing stuff that's going to give them momentum, and now they're they're back up there. Yes, they're second place, but are they better than they was 
on the last console generation, 100%. Now, far better than they were from when Phil took over to they are now. Jim is riding that wave, which is fine. It's a high-pressure job. If he dips it, he'll be gone. So, at the end of the day, there's two different jobs going on there. I'm sure they're they're both going to uh, end up getting the sack eventually. But it's just who goes first. Phil Harrison. Uh, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't be as hard on him. If I'm not he, holding him. No, no, no. I just wouldn't be as hard on him, like me personally, in regards to Phil Spencer, hmm. because if he if he let these franchises still continue, allowed them to flourish still, because he basically let them die. Like, Gaze is not dead. I you can't, Halo. Halo, Halo, was, Halo is in the shit pan, but to be fair, Halo was Halo... a 500 pound gorilla and he let Man. it go out into the woods and let it uh, break some legs and now it's how a many, disfigured face. How and... many good fourth and fifth games are there in franchises? Like, I think when you get to the third game, which was the peak I thought of Halo, Halo 3 was like, finish the fight, all this good stuff. I remember that on 360 and I was geared up for that. At some point, you know, you have to, you have to say that's going to be a tired franchise. Should they have even allowed Halo 4 and 5 to be done? Probably not. Like they weren't great games, as we know. And I would disagree like, only because Halo is a multiplayer shooter, which is the most fame, which which is the most top selling type of game out there. Halo was mm. riding the was riding the wave of first person shooters. It was the thing everybody played. Its multiplayer was the thing everybody played, and to let on it consoles. fault yeah on consoles and. And to let it get schooled by Call of Duty. I don't mean let it go school. Call of Duty grabbed that and took that. They've done a tremendous job. Well, I've got um so now we're now we're talking about different different yeah. franchises from different developers. I think I'll I'll summate, summate um what we've discussed so far. Um thanks to Erebus Jones for saying that this entire discussion has been completely pointless, which frankly it is because we have no sway over either yeah. company. Um, it that, was just nice to have a, a bit of a chat about it. I should be in the room. Yeah, well, the Xbox sad. Um, we we could have fixed that for them. So the non the nomenclature of Xbox has got something to something to be said about it. Um, that said, as well, Jim Ryan jumped on the seventy pound seventy dollar game bandwagon. That's mm-hmm. a that's a mark against his name for me. Um, and greedy marketing executive pushing up the price of games unnecessarily. Um, it, overall, I, there is no there, nothing you have set out, Mitch, makes me, if I had the power to say that Phil Spencer should be fired from his position, nothing you have said today would convince me that that would be the case. Thank Christ. Um, I always um, think equally, the, number one, the number one thing is games. And if you can't, Phil, we got them. Games, <laughs> no, no, don't worry about that meeting Monday. It's cancelled. But one was going to send the email later on. I oh, know, worrying. You come to me, you get the job done. Uh, <laughs> Bill's friend of the show at Dimp, so he, he's you know we've got personal connection with him. Um, it's just it's, e- equally, he, equally, did... there's nothing that say Jim Ryan should get fired. Um, no. Like Otep's is saying, so we, let's wait and see what happens in the Jim Ryan era for PlayStation. Who will go first? Is my question. Jim Ryan. Yeah, um, I think it will be Jim Ryan as well. Just <laughs> not because he's doing a bad um, job. I think it's just because of no, what it will Sony be, is. There will be the um, the risk for them is it, on one of the things I would have said in if I was on 
last week when you guys were talking about PlayStation, it mm. seems like an all legs in one basket type of scenario. Um, and all you need is say some two. Eggs in there. Yeah, there are some lovely eggs, but if one of them were to go foul, um, or carrying on the egg reference, ate all the other eggs, that would be a disaster. Yeah, so it is is having your entire platform based on The Last of Us a sound economic strategy? Wait, hold on. I don't think it is. That's not what it is, though. Oh, I'm, just, I'm that, summating. That's not don't, 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 don't interrupt me when being the adjudicator. I, I was gonna, um, but I was going to say that it, it, it's not the same because they, they're the last uh, Naughty Dog's making three new franchises. <laughs> it's like see, the thing. Is, the, the crazy thing about this whole thing is that actually, if we like, I am much more aligned with Mitch than probably what he thinks after this. Simply because I, I think I don't think there's much to panic about on the Sony side like this. They've had a few PR blips. There's a lot of green bloods that don't want they want to jump on any sort of negative of of, of sony and they are taking those advantages because unfortunately sony are allowing them to but a lot of what we had in the last 10 14 days has been a huge overreaction and like, i've got my ps5 and i'm really happy with that i'm happy with the direction they're going and um you know if jim ryan delivers me some more great games he can become friend of the show so <laughs> the doors are open for everyone here well, I'm up for cronyism. Wait, I'll, I'll be corrupted. You know what? You know what shuts up those those people right away when they get to see that that PlayStation showcase and they go, "Oh shit, I can't match that in games." Well, this is what I'm, I'm excited for. What's happening because I feel like the excuses are out for Phil now in terms of the game front. You've got a new console to support, um, and you've got all these massive purchases like 7.5 billion dollars for Bethesda. that's got to pay some dividends i'm just and, um, shocked i'm just shocked they let them spend that much money like, know, to be truthfully honest money. because i'm like dude what have you shown that you can that's my that's like all this is about games for me like i could care yeah. i i don't care about the other issues because you know i like we wouldn't have game pass if they didn't come up with the goods and games um but like nothing has proven to me that he can nourish talent so, like, why would they let them go buy more talent and think that they could well, help them nourish it to make good games? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like the, the first party stuff from Sony does feel more, excluding Spider-Man, obviously, feels nurtured. Like, it's, it's been in-house. They've nurtured these studios throughout several years, whereas what Xbox have done is found a nice, mature, high-profile studio slash company that outputs good games and gone okay we'll buy you and you'll you'll be in our stable they've not they're not nurtured bethesda from the ground up bethesda have done all that off their own back so there's definitely a difference there but at the end of the day if it produces great games on xbox i'm not going to complain i won't either i'll shut my mouth if they if they shut me up with good games but i needed to see good games and it just sorry halo was just like the last nail in my coffin just to be like how can you mess up a reinvention of Halo. How? <laughs> this studio is made for made for Halo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said when we very first started doing this online discussion forum, uh, the Xbox is just a. It's, it needs to move away from the three pillars of Xbox of Gears, Halo, and Forza because they're so fucking stale. Um, but is there a problem? Like Sony could become stale if they carry on. With this same 
God of War, and I, I love all these games. God of War, like that, that could happen I, I will, by the end of this generation. I will say the difference. That's why it's though, interesting. Like I, I get your point, and I would just say the difference is Sony. If you look at Sony, you'd be like, "Tell me their staple franchises." You'll probably name like you. Everyone would name a different one. Some would say God of War. Someone would say uh, Uncharted. Someone would say Horizon Zero Dawn. Someone would say Ratchet and Clank. Someone would say mm-hmm. Bloodborne. Like. The fact that they the diversity of their of their high quality games is what yeah. sets them apart compared to the what McWamble saying Halo, Forza, Gears. Forza's great. Like I'm not gonna diss. I'm, like again, I'm never gonna diss Forza. They do a great I job. I didn't like Forza. I'm not a big <laughs> racing fan, but I can I can see great quality product and like I played it before and I think it's a great game. Um, but yeah, it's just. I just I have such an issue in my brain of being like, why make these studios like the one where they making Perfect Dark? They're like, we made this studio to make Perfect Dark. That's like that's the that's the wrong mentality to have. It's like bring in talent and let them decide. Here are some franchises, or here make your pitch us your own idea. Do you have an original idea for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Days Gone too. Well, that's off the table. <laughs> what what I would say in so in summation is the the chief exec of a major games platform uh, platform holder company who should be fired is Bobby Kotick. <laughs> Sack him. He's a, he's a greedy, um, manipulative so-and-so, um, and you get 100 million a quarter for from Call of Duty Warzone alone um, in the last two quarters... And what do you what do you decide to do with that money? You make the new map, which is the old map but new. I've heard about this. Well done. That's that's amazing. Hundred million a quarter, people. Um, and um, he's also got a penchant for giving himself massive bonuses whilst laying people off. So fuck that guy. Hi, <laughs> Bobby. You're sacked. <laughs> can you call yeah, Phil? Can you call Phil to help him break the news? I'll tell Phil, so I've got this guy who can make some games for you. Since you're struggling on the games front, this Bobby guy, he can monetize the shit out of there. <laughs> and that seems to be the only thing that Activision are pushing at the moment. Is... That, would, that would get McWomble off Game Pass real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would. And Jesus, I'd be, I'd be clamoring for a Sony console. Um, yeah, so this, really this whole discussion has been slightly redacted because... There is no way that I was going to agree that either of these guys can get fired. It's all, everyone. It's all for good fun. Exactly. It's it's an interesting debate to actually have. Unfortunately, if it, too bad Jim Ryan came in, it would be more interesting because who was before him? It wasn't Jack Trenton. It was um, who was before him? That fellow, yeah, Blondhead. Um, Sean Layden. Sean Layden. It would be way more interesting because Sean Layden and uh, and um, Phil Spencer came in about the same time. Mm. So that would have been a more interesting conversation if Sean Layden was still there. But yeah, yeah, it's all for good fun. It's just it's it's just a fascinating thing. I think they're doing. They clearly had to do two different jobs. Phil had to do a massive repair job, and Jim, it's like don't fuck this up before you retire. Yeah, and you're golden. And yeah. like. I know which job I'd rather have. It would be it'd be Jim's job because I feel like I could I could get away and and uh, kind of imposter that one. I wouldn't fancy dragging Microsoft out of the bins 
which is where they 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 were back in the day. And, right, if, and be if people, able to oh, oh, go ahead. Be able to demonstrate to Microsoft corporate, who most of the people in Microsoft corporate probably don't care. Is it, they're, they're interested in how do we flog um, O three six five? How do we get people onto Microsoft Teams? Which, if you install that on your phone and try and use it, kills the battery. Oh, it's um, um, but that's what that's where they Microsoft make the, the biggest chunk of all their money. Xbox yeah. is a toy for them. It's kind of like billionaire owners of football clubs um, wanting to put the European Super League together. It, <laughs> it's it's something that needs to make money for them, but it's not the be all and end all. Mm, Whereas no. for Sony, it is far more important that PlayStation is as popular and as profitable as it possibly can be. And uh, just so people know, like what sparked this conversation besides uh so we had the sony news and then uh, we just had the news a couple days ago or so where um uh jim ryan just did some clarifications on some stuff on a japanese uh news article about oh, the movie the movie pass thing and like it's a test in poland and it's only going to be in poland for now why poland cd project red is well, ruining their own studio there. I think they said. Uh, I think they said uh, because there's more social activity there, and they use oh. more of the online services there, so it's a, a better test field for them. Um, some guy. Uh, well, I only know this because um, uh, I forgot his name off the top of my head. I retweeted him a couple times. Um, a guy messaged me from Poland because he saw my tweet mm. about MoviePass and said, "Hey, let me give you some info of how it's going," and showed me some pictures and things like that. So, um, but anyway. Um, he then clarified some other things about like, oh yeah, like, uh, oh yeah, we're, uh, oh, I can't remember the stuff off the top of my head now, but anyway, it was something of like, oh, taps then messaged going, would you believe this guy? <laughs> like anything this guy would say. And so I was like, what? You have to say there was a, there was a, there was a cackling gif of Jim Ryan. There, who looks there very, was very, a... very sinister. There's a certain floppy haired prime minister who he reminded me of as he was cackling. Right. And I thought... Would you trust this man? It was it was it was tongue in cheek. It was tongue in cheek, but what fed into it for me was that like this is not the first time people have been insinuating like Jim Ryan is like running PlayStation into the ground, and I'm like, leave Jim alone. He's I was old. like, I was like, I was like, I was like, seriously, you're gonna run Jim into the ground, but you're gonna prop up Phil Spencer of all people, like, like comparing the two people, like it's like, have you seen what Phil Spencer has done yet? Phil's a hero, <laughs> and like. I, I don't and again he's a great PR guy. I and I bet he's the nicest guy in the world. He and he's he's got a great selection of um game developer t shirts. Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I was he the Sean Layden or when Sean Layden did he start doing that when Sean Layden did the whole t shirt thing at PSX? Or is that before that? Because I know Sean no Layden started to wear t shirts of like franchises and then all of a sudden they're like no. one more has, thing. Has Jim, has Jim Ryan ever um, hidden a brand new PlayStation console in the back of his office when he was doing web interviews. No, he hasn't. Therefore, Phil Spencer is the better individual. Well, and he doesn't, on that note, he doesn't do web interviews. <laughs> no, he, well, he doesn't. Because he doesn't need to. Because <laughs> he, he has... just does investicles. Um, it probably was in the background, but it looked like a great big fucking fan or something. <laughs> <laughs> It was. I can't identify that thing. I bet it was. It looked like his router. I bet you a hundred dollars. It was in the. It was in the PlayStation showcase. But then they're like, "Oh, let's just green screen it." 
<laughs> so what's, what's that over your shoulder, Mitch? That, that's the PS5. I thought you didn't have one. Oh, no, it's a great big fan. <laughs> it's black, too. That doesn't... It's black, yeah. Uh, I thought you might have it spray-painted. I was thinking of doing mine. You can uh, buy the place. Um, right. Can buy the place. I think we've exhausted this discussion, don't you? Yeah, all for good fun. All for Fancy good fun. wheeling me out on this pointless discussion. Of all the times to wheel me out. Well, you, you do do a podcast called Idle Game Chat. We do have a lot of idle chat on there. Which so. I've never been invited to, by the way. No, nor has anyone else. It's not just you, Mitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to get you up at 4.45 in the morning <laughs> to do that. Because your timekeeping is a little bit... <laughs> don't you dare do that. <laughs> Today only. Today so only. few things we're doing, and then we're going to open the floodgates. Q3 2021. Come one, come all. Especially now it's video, and you're all guys, you guys are all set up. So arguably better than me talking to Adkins because his camera keeps shitting out. Yeah. Well, you guys are the you guys are the second best podcast in the UK. Well, we're number one in Essex, and that's all that matters to us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was going to be a rival in Southend, so you best get best get down the road, sort them out. Hmm. I don't like the idea of that. Big up the Colchester Massive. Don't, Keith. You're going to get rele- Literally, in 90 minutes, they could be relegated. It's not right. And Stan Collymore come out and said, oh, I want to buy the club. Sort it out, because the, the, pe- uh, the manager, the owner's a piece of shit. Ron Martin, get him out. 48 hours later, he's like, I'm not doing it. Thanks. Thanks, Stan. Thanks for getting our hope up. The club's doomed. And on that note... Goodbye. You know this music's still sombering. This is for the for what it just happened. No, no, can get rid of You know when you were really mad right there, it was a perfect moment when you threw the cap because it made a perfect like double dink. Oh, did it? It did.